You are listening to A Taste of Romamu, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Romamu, please visit romamu.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. How many of you here have had a birthday that falls, or have a birthday that falls, let's say, in early preschool fall? End of the summer, early September, before school begins, after school ended, anybody? Anybody? In other words, not with your class. So that's what we're working with the last couple of years, and um, because both of our children have birthdays in either, right, Bear is in July, and my younger son Tala's birthday is in early September, so he never has a birthday party with his grade. So at his school today, my wife and I went for his half-birthday party. <laughs> what a cute idea, a half-birthday, right? To count the days, and of course, he's born September 2nd, so you can figure out it's not exactly six months to the day, but give or take. Having halves is a, not always a great thing. Being in the middle of things isn't always a great thing, but for the rabbis of the Talmud, who loved to count and who loved having things. They got very excited about tomorrow morning's Parsha because they counted all the letters. And you see, if you count all the letters in the Torah, there's about 300,004, 805 letters, give or take. <laughs> and the Gemara in Kiddushin, Dav Lamed and the Gemara in Kiddushin, the Talmud says there on page 30 that the middle letter of the Torah, of all of those 300-some-odd-thousand letters, is found in tomorrow morning's reading. And this is where they found the verse, right here. Kol haolech, kol holech al gachon v'chol holech al arba, al ad kol marbe raglaim l'chol asheretz, asheretz, al-aretz, lo tochlum ki sheketz heim, you shall not eat among all things that swarm upon the earth, anything that crawls on its belly or anything that walks on fours, Anything that has many legs, for they are an abomination. And in that verse, verse 42 of chapter 11 tomorrow morning, the word gachon, gachon, gimel ches vav nun, gachon, has in the Torah itself a long big letter vav. Gimel chet vav nun, it is crawling on its gachon, gachon is its belly. And in the middle of the word of the Torah that means belly, there's a vav that is big font, like 45 font, so that you don't miss it. And the rabbis say, that's it, right there, everybody, right there. That's the middle of the Torah. You can now divide the Torah into everything that came before that vav and everything that comes after that vav. Get that? Now, we've talked in Romanu before about the value, the meaning, the, the depth of that letter, the sixth letter of the Hebrew alphabet, vav. Right? We spoke about it meaning and or conjunction when it's in the front of a word we talked about getting to vav like we i vav you right it's a letter of connection a letter of love the letter of of anding right of connection it literally means a hook in hebrew a vav is a hook so here we have a hook in the center of the torah on which hang two halves of the torah and it takes place in the middle of a word that means the middle of the body. Can you get that? Gachon is the center of the body, and there are some things that crawl on that gachon. Does it remind you of anything that 
crawls on its belly? Snake. Interestingly enough, Rashi, the great 11th century exegete, says here that it is a snake and it should remind us of the snake. The first appearance of that word gachon is the curse in Genesis. The Genesis curse of that nachash, of that, of the snake. Genesis 3.14, on your belly you shall crawl and dirt shall you eat all the days of your life. Al gechoncha telech. This nachash, this snake, Rashi says the reason why it uses gachon is because gachon is shechiyah sholech shach v'nofel al me'av. There's more than one word in Hebrew for belly. Why did the Torah use the word gachon in both instances of snake? Because even though a snake is looking as though it slivers on its belly, it's not true. It really has small legs, says Rashi. And gachon means to bend, the place in the middle where you bend. And the snake bends, as it were, it's on its legs, and then it falls flat on its stomach. This is the middle of the Torah. Now, academic articles have been written, and if you count the letters of the Torah, Jeffrey Tige and others, it's not exactly true, give or take, just like my son Tal's birthday. Vav isn't exactly the middle of the Torah in terms of letters. But for our wisdom masters, it was important to make a point here about something. And I wondered, as others, what is that point? What is the point of letting us know that the center of the Torah, the whole Torah hangs, as it were, on the hook of the vav of the belly of the snake? To give some context in tomorrow morning's reading, tomorrow morning the Torah will have three themes the first thing will be the consecration or the finishing of the Mishkan. There were seven days in which to install the Mishkan, the tabernacle in the desert, and the eighth day was the day that begins the theme of tomorrow morning's reading. It was on the eighth day. That's the first theme. It was a joyous day, says the Midrash. It was like the day where heavens and earth were created. Tomorrow's morning, tomorrow morning's reading begins with the recreation of the world. And in fact, at the end of that theme, of that scene, the scene is that they have successfully installed the place where God's presence will reside. Moses and Aaron leave the installation process, as it were. They walk outside and they, they bless the people. And says the Torah, they bless the people. And the people cried out, Vayaronu, and they screamed, Vayiplu al and they wind up flat on their faces on the ground, stomach down. The second scene in tomorrow morning's reading will be the, the painful, tragic story of the two sons of Aaron. Those of you who know this story, Nadav and Avihu bring some strange fire in Eish Zarah, Sherlot Siva. It was a strange fire. They bring it and Vatetze Eish, Adonai, and a fire comes out of heaven and the two boys are taken. No sooner had there been the ecstasy of the Mishkan, there is the agony, the tragedy of the two sons of Aaron. In a moment, everything changed and we are left with the powerful silence of Aaron, Vayidom Aharon, and Aaron was silent, ostensibly closing his mouth, nothing left, not a word, not a peep. 
what was the nature of that silence has been the conversation for 2,000 years. Was it acquiescence? Was it protest? Was it, who knows? Did he leave? Who knows? And at the end of scene two, in tomorrow morning's reading, Aaron finally speaks. Verses, 10 verses at least, are in silence. And finally Moses confronts Aaron and Aaron speaks. When his brother Moses confronts him incredulously and says, why haven't you eaten, Moses says, of that which I told you you had to eat in order to atone for the Israelites. Aaron's two children have died, Moses' nephews. And at the end of chapter 10, Moses confronts in anger, which the Midrash, the Midrash is very upset with Moses. Moses is an angry man, says the Midrash. He speaks angrily to his brother, and finally Aaron breaks his silence and protests and says to his brother, such a thing happened to me today, and I would eat as you had commanded me. Would that be good in God's eyes? Hayitav Adonai. And Moses is reproved, and it was good in his eyes. You all still here? Because Moses, Aaron's mouth was closed, and then Moses opened it. And then what came out of Aaron's mouth was that he didn't want to put anything in it. As long as protested to Moshe, according to most of the commentators, I hope it's okay. And the end of chapter 10 is Aaron saying, I can't eat something. I can't ingest something. Right? You all with me? I won't ingest something unless it's going to sit right. And then chapter 11, the third scene tomorrow morning, will be all about foods that are kosher and not kosher. You following? And in the last scene of tomorrow morning's reading about what to ingest and what not to ingest, we have the sentence, you cannot ingest, you can't eat the snake. The narrative of the snake. The narrative of the snake is that you have fallen. You are cursed. You are eating dust. The narrative of the snake is, I have fallen and here is where I will lie. Aaron, who has just fallen from great heights. Aaron, who just is still metabolizing. Aaron said, I can't eat. And now the Torah tells us, all of us, all of us Aaron's, all of us who live life going from the heights to the depths every hour, every day, every week, every month, every year, all of us who are stretched as we are between heaven and earth. Because that is what it means to be a human being, to be above to be above, to be the tallest letter in the alphabet is to stand erect as a bridge between heaven and earth, between the ecstasy of the installation of the Mishkan, the residing of God's clarity. I see it all. It is clear. And the next moment, it's gone. We, each and every one of us, who at that moment could be like that vav, prostrate completely on the floor, says the Torah, this is what you shall not ingest. You shall not ingest the narrative, the story of the snake, of the gachon, of that belly that stays on the ground licking the dust. Arise. 
Nafal lo tosif kum, kum, arise. Hitn arimi afar kumi. Stand. This is the centerpiece of the entire Torah, the vav of the belly. The whole Torah is hanging on this lesson. The snake that fell, the Aaron that lost. And we will not ingest the dust of the snake. We will not crawl on the belly, but stand with it in its fullness. I remember as a young man, as a in the West, this is a big deal because, especially around this time of the year, you got to make sure that everything is tucked in. You get your six-pack together, you get on your diet, you got to make sure that your entire midsection is straight. Nothing can hang out, nothing should hang out. After all, you have to look good. But in the East, and I study Tai Chi and Qigong and others in the East, other techniques, the power that we have, the power is not here, but here. This is your source of power. This is where your mother, each and every one of us, had one. This is where our breath, our first breath, came from, right here in your tabur, in your axis mundi. This is the axis of the world, right here in your belly. And in Tai Chi, they tell you, let it all hang out. Let it soften, let it release, let it be, because that's where breath comes from. And when you hold it in, you're holding back. You're holding in, you're holding back. And to live life with faith is not to hold back. It isn't to have the belly on the ground, to slither, but to stand in gachon, with your vav, with your spine, with yourself, having faith that you can rise from whatever it is. This past Monday night, there was a dinner for someone, a dear friend and member of our community, and I went to hear her speak about her Jewish narrative. And at the dinner, she said that there was a point in her life, in her parents' life, where they lost two children before the age of 46. I just turned 46, and I have two boys. And she said, it was at that moment, she said, my parents had a choice. They could throw it in. They could throw in the towel. They could cut the whole thing in half. She said they doubled down. They doubled down on their life. They got more involved in community, more involved in helping, more involved in volunteering, more involved in life affirmation, more involved, not less involved. I think that God wanted us to have this sanctuary right here on Amsterdam. Seriously, I'm not kidding. On the way up to uh, St. Luke's, so that we can, in some way, there could be some tefillah, there could be some energies that are being of healing. So I think that that's what's going on with the vav. I don't know. I looked at a lot of things, a lot of things spoke to me, but this is what I think is happening. I think the Torah wants us to remember this letter. I think the Torah wants us to remember every day that we can stand up
that we have that power. I want to bless each and every one of you. As we turn the page this Shabbat from a week of Gevurah, a week of constriction, a week of Yom HaShoah, a week of narrowness, we're turning a page tomorrow evening, God willing, to the centerpiece of the entire Sirah and the entire Kabbalistic world, which is the world of Tiferet, of beauty, which is represented by that Vav, the blending of Chesed and Gevurah together in the center, in the Vav that knows how to rise. May God bless each and every one of us with that strength 